Hello everybody, this is DJ Matt here on 91.5 KNSU Thibodeau, your local alternative, and welcome to Sports Chat with DJ Matt. As always, DJ Echo is here. Yo, what up? Yes. So let's get right into it. The Nichols Cardinals battled the Incarnate Word Cardinals on Saturday, and they fell short. Uh, but it was a great game, though. And that's that's all that matters. We want. That's what we want. 27-23 was the final score. Um, look, I thought the Cardinals played really well for the most part in that game. I mean, Cohen Grandier stepped in, 18-27, 191 yards and a touchdown. Lindsey came in in the second half. He was 8-14, 80 yards, threw a pick, but hey, it happens. It happens. My boy, Colin Guggenheim, what a beast. 32 carries, 141 yards, and a touchdown. He was on fire. Lindsey Scott ran nine times for 49 yards. Um, Dejon Dixon had eight catches for 90 yards. Um, and Adontre Davis caught our, uh, the lone touchdown uh, for the Colonels. But it was a good game, back and forth. It was, you know, Colonels had it early, but, you know, Carnivore kind of came back. But it was it was a good battle. Really, really good battle. That's all we can ask for. That's all I can ask for, yeah. Um... So they finished the season out, I believe, this Thursday against Southeastern. It's another Southeastern game. <laughs> As if one wasn't enough. No, we want revenge for the last time they beat us, which was, what, three or four weeks ago. Yeah. We need to beat them this week. Yeah. I, we're going to their house. They beat us in our house. We go to their house and, and beat, we beat them. them. Yeah. I'm going to the game. I got my ticket right. Oh, I'm going perfect. to the game. I'm going to the game. So I'm going to be there cheering on the Colonels. Get your tickets. Go to the game Thursday night in Hammond. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good season finale. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. So, go Colonels. So, let's get to the Saints. <laughs> ah, okay, so, the game was really close. I thought the Saints should have won this game. And what really turned the tide in the game was that terrible, terrible, terrible rough in the passer call. I mean, the NFL has gone soft, and it cost us the game. And I hate it. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. And I mean, not even that. You're seeing a bunch of it over each weekend. And I mean, I think the most egregious one was the Steelers one. I think it was. Or it was the Bears. Oh, yeah. Where the guy just literally, literally, the guy just looked to the sideline oh. to see what was going on, right? And he gets he gets a flag for taunting. He got hit checked by the ref. It's getting ridiculous. And he got fined, I think, too, actually. And he got fined on top of that. Which is, what at this doing? point, ridiculous. Like, uh, uh, like, and you know it's bad whenever Chandler Jones, it was passed, he passed, like, some Cardinals legend in, like, I think it was Sacks. Probably, yeah. Well, the guy recently passed away, so he was wearing a shirt underneath, so whenever he passed him in Sacks, he, like, flashed, like, rest in peace to the guy, and he got fined for that. Dan feels stupid. I, I, Roger, your league is terrible. Let's just call it what it is. You're, you're terrible. Your league is terrible, and and you need to fix it. But the problem is you won't fix it, and that's why we don't like you. That's it right there. But boom. And, and but but besides that, what I will say is that for the Titans, it is it is surprising and good to see them playing this good without Derrick Henry. Yeah. So I I still think that they can make the playoffs. Obviously, they're not going to make a deep run like they would have if they had Derrick Henry. But you know, if you're a Titans fan. This past Sunday was good because you still yeah. beat it. Obviously, the Saints are not what they used to be, but they're still a good team. So you beat a good team without Derrick Henry. So, I mean, that, and, you know. And also, if I'm the Saints, I'm also encouraged because we didn't have Alvin Kamara either right. in that game. And I, like I said, Trevor Simeon has been playing really well. I mean, he, he he holds on to the ball a little bit too much, I feel like. He doesn't, he's not mobile, but still, like, he's, like, he, no turnovers. Really. I mean, he had one fumble, I think, but, right. uh, but no picks. I mean, he's. Trevor Simeon's been playing really, really, really well. I mean, I mean, doing so, doing what is needed needed to be done. That's that's right. And that's all that matters. And you know, and, and look, this our receiving core had a really good game too. I think they finally like had a good game. I right. think. Um, but yeah, penalties killed us. Um, I know in the two point conversion Always. at the end of the game, they got a penalty on Troutman. Yeah. And that wasn't uh, that wasn't good. I kind of sealed the deal. But I mean, you change that and you take away the the dumb roughing the pass or. We win that game. I think you know? we win this so, game. Yeah, I mean, I know it. Ha- the rough in the passer call happened like in the first half, so I know we had a whole nother half to play. But because of that call, we were we were down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm we pretty had, sure. I don't remember if it was like on a third down or something, but I think I think it was on a third down. Was, yeah, 
So yeah, I, and it was like on in the red zone too, and yeah, it gave exactly. them. And then another penalty happened too that gave them like they were on the goal line, like legit. Right, right, right. So the so. calls in that game early on put the Saints in a hole, and it was hard to climb out of that hole. I mean, they almost um, did, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I, look, the Saints. Look, before the season started, we knew the Saints weren't gonna make some Super Bowl run. You know, at best, we were like they're gonna make be a playoff team, and I think they are still. Yeah, I still think that they are a playoff team, which is cool. You know, I'm fine, but. I mean, I mean, I guess come crazy. I guess I'd rather get a better draft pick than. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Here's the here's the Saints are in a win-win situation. I said, I said this early in the year too, the, and especially the way the quarterbacks in college have kind of panned out. Yeah. There's not one. There's not a clear-cut favorite for one of them to be drafted high. So the Saints could get like pick twenty something, and probably could still land a quarterback. A quarterback. Like right. so, if that's, I mean, that's probably worst-case scenario because I mean, free agency. I think we're gonna see potentially Aaron Rodgers on the move, depending what happens in Seattle if Russ wants out still and Matt Ryan and, and all these other quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson's still a thing, although obviously legal proceedings need to take place. But if all that gets cleared up, Deshaun Watson is going to be out of Houston. I mean, the Saints have options. It's not like it's the end. Like We should be able to find a quarterback, I yeah, think, next year. Exactly. And I also wouldn't be opposed to having Jameis back. I think Jameis, I think, earned... A starting job in the league that for what he absolutely so if the Saints were to bring him back, I would be down with that too. Like so, the Saints are, are like in a win-win situation. I mean, it's yeah, and, yeah. and we still don't have Michael Thomas. So if he comes back, I mean, yeah. we're just gonna keep getting better. So we're we're okay. We're we're not we're not we're not in a bad spot. Yeah, we're not we're not worried. Um, so last night the Rams and the 49ers battled it out. Although it was more of a slaughter. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't really a battle. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Um. Yeah, so the Rams lost bad to the 49ers, 31-10. OBJ signed with the Rams on, what, Thursday or Friday? I think it was either Thursday or Friday. And then Robert Woods got hurt. He's out for the year now. Right. Which, I mean, is not good for the Rams, but I guess better for OBJ because now yeah. he doesn't have to compete with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Because that was the thing. Because like, whenever he signed, I was like, that's a crowded receiving core. But then Robert Woods gets hurt, and you go, so okay, well, now it, makes sense. Of a, now it makes sense. It's like, did OBJ know something that we didn't? Mmm. Mm. But the jokes already started that OBJ is a team killer. Cause like I mean, they just, first game with the Rams, they get killed. Yeah. And my and the Rams to me were my pick in the NFC to go to Super Bowl, and they still kind of are. But this game makes me step back a little bit. And go, mm, I don't know. Like there's no one in the NFC I trust. <laughs> I mean, outside of maybe the Packers and Bucks, but that's that's a long. Maybe. That's maybe. I don't know. Yeah, mm. it's 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 definitely obvious though, and I mean good on the Rams, but like it's very obvious that they're going all in. So it does suck though because now it's Super Bowl or bust. Like anything less than a Super Bowl trophy is is an L on the season. Oh yeah. You brought in Von Miller. You signed OBJ. Like you got Matthew Stafford in the off season, and Matthew Stafford, outside of the last two games, has been playing really, really well. Yeah. Cooper Cup obviously love Cooper Cup. Been been balling out of his mind. So I mean, like it's Super Bowl or bust, which is good but at this but at the same time it's like you have to win a super bowl now you know what too i kind of knew the rams were in trouble in that first drive the 49ers tags i mean obviously matthew stafford on his third pass of the game was trying to go deep to obj yeah threw a pick so the 49ers were on their what own like 15 yard whatever it was they were like had had great field position to uh, just just to sum it up but no but the 49ers went on some like eight nine minute drive whatever it was and they were just running the ball like Debo Samuel is a really great wide receiver, like a really oh, great yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. But they've been using—he had five carries last night, and he, and he had like three of them in that in that one drive. And obviously Elijah Mitchell, who was from UL, uh, he's stepped in to be their running back because of injuries. He had he had a good game too. They had he had twenty seven carries. So all in all, they had forty four carries in general. Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball nineteen times. So if you hark it back to when they won the Super Bowl, well, not won Super Bowl, when they went to the Super Bowl that year in the playoffs. That's what they were doing. Jimmy was throwing the ball at most maybe 12, 13 times a game. And they were just running down people's throats. Yeah. So, like, to me, that's what the 49ers are going to start doing now. Um, although they have Kittle and Samuel that can ball out whenever they want. But, 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 but for the Rams' defense, though, that concerned me. The fact that they were just running it down their throats. And you already have Aaron Donald. You just picked up Von Miller. Like why? Why are you not able to stop stop the run here? You know. Yeah, and also Jalen Ramsey in the in the secondary, and also like another thing too. There was a video where like in the game, George Kittle like pancaked. threw Von Miller to the ground, like absolutely pancaked him. So I'm actually kind of concerned about the Rams now. Like it's it's not that they lost; it's how they lost. And I'm like, um, 
it gives me pause because they were my favorites but now i'm like mm, i don't know even though they have all these new toys now i don't know it, it might not come together because the packers obviously the seattle packers game wasn't great for either side but still like the packers i think have it together the buccaneers even though they lost badly to washington i still think that that's just a fluke game for them the Rams, I don't know. Like, the NFC West is weird. I don't know. And I don't trust the Cardinals either because they got they lost to Carolina. Like, like I don't know I don't know who to trust in the NFC right now. Kyler wasn't in. D-Hop that is wasn't true. in. That is true. That is true. I rest my case. That is true. But still, still. I, I know. And look, it was Cam Newton's game back. I'm sure everybody in the Panthers was organization was, like, fired up. Yeah. You know, so I'll do it. I'll give them a pass. Because you know what? This is what I want, right? Because <laughs> because this is the thing, right? The Cardinals went, what was it? I think like 6-0. It was like, oh my God, Cardinals, 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 Cardinals. And then the second that they lose, they're like, oh, Cardinals are trash. They're not going anywhere. And this is what, it, and I'm perfectly okay if the Cardinals end up like the two seed. They go maybe like 12-5, and 13-4. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Because guess what? Whenever everybody's healthy. Yeah, they're a tough team. No, I'm still high on the Cardinals. I'm not getting off that bandwagon. I'm just saying, though, like, there's like I don't trust them to it, go it, all the it way. It is concerning, but I would be way more concerned if in this past week Kyler and D-Hop played. Yeah. Because if that was the case and that's how the game went, I would be concerned. Right. But yeah. they didn't, so I'm like, hey. Yeah. It is what it is. But the point remains, the NFC is up in the air. Now, the AFC is just as up in the air because, like, the Ravens were my, the Ravens to me were the is the best team in the AFC right now, but they lost to the Dolphins bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know, like I I don't know who I'm picking now to go to the Super Bowl. It's I'm looking around the landscape. Like the Chiefs had a great game against the Raiders, but it's just one game. Like it's like every I, single I, week there's a team that everyone's like, yeah, this is the AFC favorite. They 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 didn't lose to some garbage team like 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 yeah. whatever the Bengals Bengals were at the top of the division. What did they do the next week? Lose to the Jets. Yeah. And then the Ravens are like, you know, everyone's like, oh yeah, Ravens probably the favorite. Boom, they lose to the Dolphins, you know? Yeah. Titans should have lost to the Saints, you know? So it's like like there's no there's not one team I trust right now in the league. Like I, I'm like, I'm getting to that conclusion of like I can't pick a I can't pick a Super Bowl favorite right now cuz like they're all like up and down. There's not yeah. one team that's consistent. Is mean, how it should be, but Yeah, it makes it more interesting. Um, Look, as long as this doesn't end up with Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. It's bad enough he's probably going to win MVP. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it, but I'm just, I, I just, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was on the Matt Stafford winning MVP train, but I don't know, after last night. I don't know. After, it's after these tough. past two weeks, yeah. It's kind of tough to be on that. Anyway. I don't know. But, so Kyler, let's... Kyler needs to come back so he can get win yeah. MVP. Let's talk about the Browns here and the Patriots, because that game was a blowout, too. Um... Look, I I love Baker. I'm up. I I I'm up. I'm unapologetic about it. I'm a huge Baker supporter, and I still am a Baker supporter. I will, I ride or die with Baker, for better or for worse. I'm a ride or die with Baker. I'm a, I'm on this mountain. So, hey, this is a true I, test of your ride or die. Yeah, status. it is. Now look, Baker Baker's been playing hurt all season. By the way, okay, let's put that. Let's make it's sure perspective. that he was he's he's playing with. He still has that brace on his arm, on his uh, left arm, I believe, or left shoulder. He has is that, that throwing arm. No, he's right-handed. Okay. Trust me, yeah. I would know if he's left-handed. Well, what, 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 what am I saying? If if that was his throwing arm, there'd be no way he was playing. Right exactly. Now. So he's playing hurt, and then you know, the team has had a lot of injuries. Obviously, Nick Chubb's been out. Kareem Hunt's been on IR. You know, obviously the OBJ Joe distractions. Was out for you a know, bit. um, the defense did not play well at all <laughs> on Sunday. And I know Baker's stat line was horrible. He only put up like five fantasy points. I should know because I had to play him because Kyler Murray was out. <laughs> So I know what he did on Sunday. Trust me, he was not I'm fully playing. aware. <laughs> I'm fully aware of what the stat line was and what he played like. But you, it's a team game first and foremost, and the team in general just didn't play well. But the Patriots, on the other hand, though, wow, Mac Jones is the best quarterback out of this draft class. I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing to to say that now. Like I think he's the best. He went to the best team. I think. Yeah, he went to the best situation. He went to the best situation. But still, like, he was a rookie. You didn't know how it was going to work out. Because the the, the the thing with Mac Jones is that he was the only quarterback who went to a team that he was going to start on, that he was ready to start on. And on top of that, it was already a good team. Yeah. Because you look at, you look at um, the Jets and the Jaguars, they both won the starting job outright, but, like, <laughs> calling the Jets and the Jaguars a good team is, yeah. is an over-exaggeration. San Francisco is a good team. I mean, Trey Lance but went to a good... But he wasn't going in there to be the starter. Nah, because the Jimmy Jimmy G's still there. 
I mean, in the way the 49ers play football with the run game, it's like right. you could put anybody back there, I feel and like. And then whenever Justin Fields got there, he wasn't automatically named the starter. They need to get rid of Magnaggy, I think, if, oh. for Justin Fields to have great success. That's what they need Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I, that should be done this offseason. But anyway, the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots in the offseason, they spent money. Like, they never do that. They got Hunter Henry. They got Jonu Smith. They, they spent money. They they built their team up. Obviously, the defense, Some people, a lot of opt-outs last year because of COVID. They're back. Matthew Judon's an amazing defensive player. Balling out for them. Um, Patriots are going to be a playoff team this year. I really oh, yeah. believe that. And I know I think Jamar Chase is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year probably, but Mac Jones is going to be a close second. If, yeah, I mean, because Mac Jones is playing amazing. Football. I mean, I mean, there's no way Jamar Chase, like literally, Jamar Chase would have to like poop the bed for the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah, and I don't think that that, that that's going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, I like Mac Jones a lot, and I'm I'm rooting for I'm actually rooting for the Patriots. It's weird to say that I'm kind of rooting for the Patriots. I don't know why. It's, it's I guess because it's a new quarter. It's happened? a new it's a new era. What has happened? I know it's the NFL's got me messed up right now. It really does. It's hard to root for the Saints because wow. I mean it's tough to Saints are tough to watch. Let's I mean they're a good team but they're tough to watch. It's, oh, yeah, I mean of course you know we're down our starting quarterback. Yeah, we didn't have our starting running back. We're down our star wide receiver. And Indianapolis has been doing better, but it's that's still tough to watch. And then Cleveland's tough to watch. Well, I mean you know at least Cincinnati's tough is, to watch. You know winning. So. Pittsburgh's tough to watch. Oh, Arizona isn't hard to watch. They just, they just well, hard to watch when Kyler's out, game. it's tough to watch. Um, but um, no, but the Patriots. I mean. I would not be up that upset if they won a Super Bowl. Any, like, I mean, I don't know. At that point, though, like, I think I just like Mac if, Jones too if much. If Mac Jones were to win a Super Bowl in his first year, that would be crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like, and it's not like you know he subbed in at the end. Like, like he from the beginning, beginning of the year yeah. started, and he won a Super Bowl. That would be wild. And here's the thing too: like he started off slow. Like the team wasn't that good in the beginning of the year, but he got better every week. And they, right. the team got more comfortable, and the team started getting into a rhythm. And obviously, their divisions outside of the their divisions trash outside of the Bills. And the Bills are not even like the Bills are a team that are not being consistent right now. Yeah, no, it's that's tough to watch too sometimes. Um, yeah, so the Patriots are definitely a threat in the AFC. I mean, and then you get to the Chiefs, and like I said, the Chiefs they won against the Raiders, they d- demolished them. But like it's one game. The Chiefs haven't been good all year. And we're ready. To, we're ready to crown them the champs now because they won a game. I'm not. I'm not. I need. They need to I'm do. Not. If they do this next week and in the week after, if they can do it consistently, fine. okay, I'll hey, be fine, on that but. train. But it's just one game. It's just one game. So I'm not ready to crown the Chiefs yet, just because they won a game. I'm not. That's oh, that's, that's that's stupid. Absolutely not. No. The way the way that that defense is, the way that that offense has been playing. Like, congratulations. You won against the Raiders. What do you want? Like like. And this has been the story of the Raiders too. They start off so hot, and then middle of the season they they decline. Every year, every year. Although you know it makes sense that this year that they would decline. You know, with oh, obviously, but still, like it's not like what you want a cookie. Congratulations, here's a cookie. You beat the Raiders. I'm willing to give them a pass this year for for the decline. <laughs> yeah. So, so the Chiefs, I'm not high on. Um, the Cowboys though, they I wish we avoid them. I'm, if they didn't lose to the Broncos, you know. And yeah, they beat they demolished the Falcons, and they're acting like they already won the Super Bowl. I like, guess the Falcons. I like, guess like, the Falcons. I mean, Everybody demolished. Look, the Falcons got good players on their team. I'm not saying they don't have talent, but it's the Falcons. Come on. Like, if you did that to the Buccaneers on opening night, or you did that to, like, uh, any other team, I'd be like, all right. If you if you did that to the Chiefs, like, like, like if they would have played the Chiefs on opening night, and they did that to the Chiefs on opening night, fine. Because at that point, we would have all thought that Chiefs were, like, Super Bowl contenders, but, you know. Yeah. But I will say, though, I will say, Dak is having an amazing... I love Dak. Dak is having a great... You do year. love you some Dak. I love Dak. What is, what is it What is it with, with Dallas franchise players? You just love Dallas franchise players. I like players. the players. I just don't like the team. It's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and also, Dak's from Louisiana, so I'm just repping for Louisiana. But, but I like Zeke too. You know what it was? I had I think it's rookie year or second year in the league. I had him on fantasy, and he won me that league. So oh. I think I had Zeke and Dak that same year. So I think that might be what it is. I'm kind of like I still have a love for them because they makes, did that for me. Makes, makes sense. But Dak is a great player. I think Dak's a top ten quarterback probably in this league. He's great. I love Dak. And look, Dak. I mean. I don't think the Cowboys are going to do anything. I mean, I'd be shocked if they go to the Super Bowl or anything. But Dad, you can make an argument, could be an MVP conversation too. I think he's also going to come back player of the Look, year. Honestly, but... anybody but Tom Brady, please. <laughs> anybody but Tom Brady, please. 
I mean, I, can, we, can we stop? Like, can we stop kidding ourselves? You put any quarterback in that situation with that level of talent in the backfield, in the wide receiving core, in the defense, they would be doing good. Well, Jameis was back there, but that didn't work. <laughs> but here's the thing, if though. If you put Jameis now back on there, I bet he would be doing good. And Jameis no, didn't have so. Rob. You don't think so? Because of the coach. I'll tell you why. Because the way that because Tom Brady's smarter than Jameis. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady's not going to throw the ball downfield and throw picks like Jameis does in that system. I, okay, but you but, so, okay, but you look at the addition since Tom Brady got there. Antonio Brown was added. Rob Gronkowski oh, was added. You're, yeah. Well, Leonard Fournette, he was added. Giovanni Bernard. Like, a bunch of people were added after he was there. So if you add all of that, you have Rob Gronkowski, you can check down the Rob Gronkowski now. Okay. But, but here's the question, though. Here's the legit question. Who has a stronger arm right now, James or Tom? James has a stronger arm. Okay. So that means they'll throw the ball deep, deep more more than they do with Tom, right? They would throw the ball deeper. Okay. They would do it more often. Okay. Jameis doesn't know when to quit on a play. Right. More turnovers. He would not he'd be it'd be the same thing like he was back in Tampa. Like Okay, but let me argue. This is the system. Let me argue the system. I know he's hurt right now, but you also have Antonio Brown. What is Antonio Brown? A deep threat wide receiver. Mike Evans, a big body wide receiver. That's not the point, though. I get that, but I'm I'm saying you take Jameis now, who has spent a year, two years under Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Right. I understand he's still got the tendencies, but can you not tell me that Jameis is a much better quarterback from whenever he was on the Buccaneers to now? No, he is. But what I'm saying is the that's the system that Bruce Arians runs. I under- I understand I, that. It's not but good for Jameis. I know that, but you can't... I, I mean, obviously, this is just one quarterback. I think that you could take virtually any starting quarterback in the NFL, put them in that system, and yeah. they would thrive. But just just Jameis, I think, yeah, he would still make mistakes, but I don't think he would throw 30 interceptions. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he would ever do that again. I'm just saying, like, I think he would throw more picks than you would think. I Probably. Think- the point that I'm making, though, is that you could put any starting quarterback right now in that... St- in that situation, for oh, the yeah. most part, and they would thrive. Yeah, I so agree with that. So why is Tom Brady getting the MVP? Because the point of the most valuable player is that you went above and beyond to, to, to help your team. You look at whenever Russell Wilson, whenever he didn't have DK, whenever it was barely anything, and he was bringing that team to the playoffs. Those are the years that he should have won MVP. Why? Because without Russell Wilson, oh. that team would have been dog water. Imagine Russell on the Buccaneers. Jesus. Or oh, imagine Aaron Rodgers on the Buccaneers. Like, Jesus just imagine Christ. anybody on the Buccaneers. Put Mahomes on the Buccaneers. And you oh cannot tell God. me that that team is unfair. So why Put is Lamar Tom Brady? Jackson. So like, why is Tom Brady getting MVP? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, look, you can call me like, a Tom Brady hater. Fine, it may or may not be true. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that the fact that that you are in that good of a situation, you have three. All 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 star level. I know this is the wrong sport. All star level wide receivers. You have a really good running back. You have not in his prime, but a really good tight end. You have a stellar defense. That's really all. And the offensive line is good too. Yeah. Like it's not the best in the NFL, but it's a good. It's, yeah, it's up there. Literally everything outside of the quarterback position is good, if not great. And you t- mean to tell me that the quarterback deserves to get MVP? I get it. Numbers are a big thing, but we need to look at situation. I think situation is very important whenever it comes to the MVP. Yeah. I mean, you make. I mean, I, I agree with you for the most part. I really do. I'm with you on that. I mean, it, it's just tough because I know stats. They look at the stats. Tom Brady has some of the best stats in the league right now. Cause, but it's because of the situation. I. I mean. Uh, he's gonna end up winning it. It's just the way it's gonna be. But and and and, 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 and I can't is. wait for this person to be like, oh my god, look at Tom Brady. He's forty four, and and he just won the MVP. It's like, oh shut up. You put any like I swear, I swear you could put a <laughs> mid tier college level quarterback who's smart with the ball on that team, and guess what? He would be doing good. Wow. So. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's have some fun, okay? So the Lions, they can't go 0-17. They did not lose. Hey, they can't go 0-17, but 0-16 is still in place. Let's do it. Let's go. Hey, you know what? I just I just want to say this: the Lions have yet to lose in November. Bingo. No, 
But listen though, I was listening to, I think it was, I think it was Mike Greenberg on his radio show. ESPN put a clip of his radio show on YouTube, and I watched it because he's a Jets fan, and I'll see the Jets stink. Right. Okay. And he was basically complaining that the Jets, although they've won two games, still he, stink. He was still saying how like they play with no heart, no passion. Outside of Mike White, because he's the goat. Yeah, four picks. Uh, <laughs> he's still the goat. It so, happens. you know, complaining about the effort of the team, even though they're losing, there's no effort. And Jacksonville, Jacksonville's a little bit more effort than New York, I would say. But the Lions, the Lions all year, all year, although they've been losing, they've been fighting in every game. I mean, they almost beat, they almost beat them, Pittsburgh. I mean, they went to overtime, they missed they, the field they goal. Almost, they almost, they almost got multiple that. Multiple good teams, like the Ravens, it literally yeah. took Justin Tucker setting a new NFL record to beat them. Like, the Lions might be the best, worst team ever. That's yeah, amazing. Honestly. And, and I'm here for it. And let me tell you, the I love Steelers, the, the Steelers deserve to lose that Steelers game. Steelers are dead. They deserved Listen. to lose that game. Look. I, I don't know how else to say it. They I'm, deserve to lose that game. I love Big Ben. Well, Big Ben didn't play because he had COVID, so, but Mason Rudolph played. But still, like, in general, like, Big Ben, it's time <laughs> to retire. What a matchup. Mason Rudolph versus Jared Goff. What a matchup. And the game went about the way I thought it was going to go, yeah. too. To be honest, I thought the Lions really had a chance because when I heard Big Ben was, I was like, "Oh, they really have a chance now." I think to really, and they almost did. I mean, I'm proud of the Lions. I think the Lions fans, I know the Lions, the Lions fans like are mad that they keep losing. But this season, though, you gotta you gotta sit back and go. You know what? At least their team's fighting. Like, like I mean, they have pride. Like the Lions have pride. You know what I'm saying? And this is the good thing, though. And this is what is probably really, really good for the Lions is that they're fighting, and they're still losing games. So what this means is, you know, that the effort is there. You're yeah. still gonna get probably the first overall pick. Yeah. So that that's a win. I mean, because you know that like they're not tanking, they're putting in the effort. They're yeah, they're get trying the first to win. Overall pick. Yeah. Because they're still losing games. I'd say that's a win for the organization. I'd say if I was the Lions right now, I would not try and win any more games. Put put effort in, but do your no. best to not win any. Games. No. Go get that first overall pick. Go get it. I think they'll get it regardless, even if they try to win or not. But yeah. I gotta say though, Dan Campbell. I mean, I can compare this to the Pelicans almost, and I'm gonna throw the Pelicans into this by this scenario. No, because when we look at the Pelicans, right, and they haven't been winning, are we, are we, are we looking at Willie Green as he's the issue why they're not winning? No, I'm no. looking at uh, the fact that their two star players are not playing. Okay, yeah, but what I'm saying is like it's the same situation in Detroit where it's like I think Dan Campbell's doing a great job coaching that team. No, yeah, hundred percent. And they're they're losing, but it's not because it's bad coaching. I mean, or, I mean, I think he's made some questionable decisions. That's fair, but every coach does. Yeah. Every you can go to every coach and and question every, every decision they make. Yeah, like Sean Payton, why aren't you arguing these flags more? <laughs> well, he doesn't want to get fined and kicked out of the game. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. they make the rules to, to argue with the refs are stupid. I feel like they should let coaches like let Especially off. Especially when the refs are this dumb. Okay, see, I hate this rule, and this is in all sports. They have this rule, and I hate it. Where it's like after the game, the, you know the refs completely screwed up, and it and it completely lost you the game. The fact that you can't go after the game. And ridicule them like you can like the media can do that to the players and, and everyone can do it to the players and the coaches but they can't do it to anyone else I don't like that I feel as if if you mess up you should be called out on it so I feel like the coaches should have le- and the players should have leeway to call out bad and calls not get fined. and not get fined like for it grand, you know yeah so I hate that and all it's in all sports I hate it so I hate it like, like I get it you know not every single time the refs make the wrong decision and I do get it that it is hard sometimes to like because, you know, sometimes you'll see, like, two people jump at the same time, and it might be difficult to discern whether it was a false start or an offsides or whatever. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah. But whenever this this taunting rule... I hate this taunting so, rule. Like, whenever it. you are just looking to the sidelines, and you get taunting for that. I Like, I don't know. I like like. like wow, I'm so offended you looked at me. Here's, I gotta find you fifty thousand dollars now. Like look, so stupid. Like look, NFL. If you want us to stop calling you the no fun league, stop with it. Like look, I get it. Like like sometimes I okay, I agree. It's taunting. I get it. But at the same time, just let them do it. Like God, you're taking the emotion out of the sport, and it's just. And every time your team does something good, you gotta worry now. Oh, it's gonna be a penalty. It's gonna get called back because we celebrated. Like you can't get excited over anything. Like. Look, they, they had excessive celebration. I was totally okay with that because guess what? Excessive celebrations, it was a penalty. It didn't really affect plays, though, because you got it on a touchdown, it would just affect the kickoff. Yeah. Cool. Just, it should, it was fine with excessive celebration. You didn't need to add taunting. Like, 
there's things you you can't say or do on the field and they should be called if they do those things like that's that's no one's arguing that but looking at a sideline or flexing or you know yelling really loud. You just got a first down. Like, I mean, like let these let these players have some fun. I mean, Jesus Christ. You know what? Let's start a league. It's gonna be the exact same as the NFL minus the taunting rule, and, so the, and, and, and minus some of the other rules. So the XFL. <laughs> I mean, I guess the XFL was run. I mean, the XFL didn't last long. I mean, it's coming back, but like it it started and died it's, it's like but it was run better like how literally at the rules point, are better how are you supposed to form a football league that can compete with the nfl you just can't no nah, it's their monopoly at this point the nfl like, like same thing with the nba like how are you supposed to create a basketball league that competes with the nba you just cannot nah, you can't you just cannot no nah, you can't no but like i hate these rules man the rough in the past rule this should be reviewed like i think a, p- a penalty like rough in the passer, like pass interference, I think should be reviewed. Now I know they tried the pass interference thing, but that, but the way that rule was written and the way it was executed, it was set up to fail. Yeah, I feel like it shouldn't have failed. I feel like it should have been like, okay, we should be able to clearly see if it was pass interference or not. Same thing with rough in the passer. I think that should be a reviewable call. Oh, because yeah, I mean, I mean, if you love tap a little a quarterback and you fought, like I mean, like it, like that, as long as he doesn't hit him in the head or drill to him me, to the ground. To me, as I mean, long as Jesus. he doesn't excessive, use excessive force on the quarterback. Or he doesn't hit him, like, after the ball is obviously in his hands. Because you see people like, okay, maybe it's technically a late hit. But this is the thing. Whenever you're charging at the quarterback, if he just got rid of the ball and you hit him, I don't think that that's rushing the passer. Because what, are you supposed to just stop all of your momentum and just not? Like, it's kind of hard. But, like, if you, if, if, if as a defender, you have recognized that the ball is out of the quarterback's hand and you still hit him, then I'd say that that's rushing the passer. But not, like, hitting him. Yeah. Like what? Unless it's a sack, it's roughing the passer. Like, uh, even on sacks, sometimes they call roughing the passer because they drilled them into the ground, or they. It's like, I mean, it's football. Like, let's. I know we're trying to protect players. You know, you know what you are signing up for whenever you get into the NFL. Yeah. You know. You understand. If you're in college, you understand the risks that are involved with football. If you're in high school, you understand the risks that are involved with football. And guess what? If you play professional football, guess what? You understand the risks that are associated with football. I mean... If you get into the league and you don't understand the risks that are associated with that, why, why are you in the league? Like, like I said, I'm all for protecting players, but there's got to be a line that's drawn between ruining the game and protecting players. And, like, and that is what they're doing right now. It's, they're ruining the game. I'm telling you, Roger, I mean, I hate Roger Goodell. I, it's just join the club. It's just the des- decisions he makes. It just makes no sense, and no one's gonna say nothing about it. No one's gonna go up to Roger and be like, "Hey, Roger, fix this," because guess what? The, the league's making money. As long as the league's making money, because no one's what? gonna care what he does. And because guess what? If you That's go up problem. to Roger, if you work in the NFL, you go up to Roger and be like, "Hey, Roger, maybe we should change." Guess what? You probably don't have a job anymore. <laughs> nah. The, the day we get a new commissioner is the day I celebrate. Oh, I can't wait. I can't Depending who it is. Cannot wait. And here's the thing, too. Sean Payne wanted to lay in on that ref, too, at the press conference. I don't know if y'all watched that press conference. He really, Sean Payne really he wanted really to say really some things, wanted. but he had to hold himself back. And that's ridiculous. And I'm like, I feel like I feel like he should be able to go off on the ref. No, I feel like that should especially be... Especially when it's that blatant of a dumb decision, dumb job. You see, and here's the thing, too. That, that no call on the pass interference back in the NFC Championship game. I know we're bringing this up a lot, but this is the point. If I was Coach Payne... You would have had to kick me out of the game. I would have thrown my headset. I would have yelled so many things. I would. You would have had to kick me out of the game, legit, because that's how that's how I would have acted. And I think coaches. I know coaches have to be respectful to. Their, I understand there's things you can't say to. Her, I mean, right. There is a fine line, but when it's that it's obvious, obvious. When it, and especially in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, not not just. They deserve to hear it. Not just I'm in sorry. a regular game. We're talking about and, and people. It all, cost us a Super Bowl. And, and listen, I know we say this all the time, but I hate how everyone's like, "Oh, well, they still had a chance to win." It's like momentum was shifted at that point. It's like momentum was shifted. Momentum's a real thing. That gets called. Guess what? We can run out the clock. We kick a field goal. We win. We score a touchdown. We win the game. It's like, oh, Drew should have thrown an, uh, an interception in overtime. It's like, hey, genius, we wouldn't have gone to overtime if it yeah. was called. <laughs> like, yes, he should not have thrown the pick, but guess what? We wouldn't have been there in the first place. We would have been off to the Super Bowl by that point. I mean, I just, 
it blows my mind that stuff like that's allowed to happen. It, it, I'm, I mean, I understand there's going to be errors. It's human judgment. Refs are going to make mistakes. That's not the point. The point is when they make mistakes, they should be definitely called out for it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. ridiculed for it just as much as the players are yes. ridiculed for dropping a pass or, yes. or missing a tackle. Absolutely. Like, they should be held just as accountable as the players and the coaches. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So... That's enough complaining, I guess, for the rest. Let's get in some basketball. Let's um, do it. Um, the Warriors are a really good team. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yes, they are. Are they back? I think they're back. I mean, hey, you know. Eleven they're, and two. They're back. They're back. They're back. The Suns are ten and three. They're number two in the West right now. Um, the Pelicans are two and thirteen. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we um, we, we should have won last night against the Wizards, but it. It just didn't happen. It's just it's fine. Happen. It's fine. It, it is what it is. Um, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just disappointed. That's all it is. Yeah. Um. The Mavericks are the number three seed right now, but I think Luca got hurt. I hope oh, Luca didn't no, get hurt. Not yeah. Your, ankle injury. Not your guy. <laughs> oh, if he gets hurt, I'm gonna cry. I don't cry about much, but if if Luca's hurt, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. And you know what? As you should. As I should, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. When did it happen, though? He walked off off his own power, so that's good. Yeah, that's that's good. He got hurt with 44 seconds left in the game. Is that what that's what it said? So that's like the Boogie Cousins injury, like against the Rockets. Whenever he got hurt, and it was like the game was over, but like he got hurt still. Mm-hmm. Luca walked off, so that's good. Hopefully, he's fine. Luca's the only thing giving me joy right now in sports. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the only way. <laughs> I love Luca. Anyway, um, nah, but the NBA still like it's it's still too early to really give definitive like favorites and stuff. Although I think the Warriors are definitely a team to be reckoned with right now. And the Wizards, like I said, the Wizards are, t- are the number one seed in the wet in the East right now. But I don't think that's gonna last. No. I think I I, think th- I know that the Bulls are up there too. I think that could last. I don't think they're gonna make a deep run though. But I trust the Bulls more than I trust the Wizards, to be honest. Brooklyn's starting to get their groove a little bit. Um, the Heat have been good. Cleveland is nine and six at the five seed right now. I don't think that's lasting. <laughs> I think Cleveland's gonna drop. No, no, that's not lasting. Philly is eight and six again. Once the Ben Simmons drama's over, I feel like they'll probably get back on track. Milwaukee right now is a little disappointing though. Six, six and eight. I mean, they've also been missing Chris Middleton. Yeah, Giannis has been out a few games. So I mean, you know, whenever you're missing your big. Two players, big three players. Yeah. It's hard to and Atlanta, too, and, and Indiana are in the same boat, too, with their records. Um, The Pistons still suck, although they got Kate Cunningham, who I like a lot. And yeah, uh, they still suck. And they, they still, the pace, Pistons are trash. The Rockets are the worst team right now in the league. They're 1 at 13, so we just got to be better than the Rockets. Hey, I'm good with that. Uh, that's, all you can, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, the, Lake, the Lakers are, are the seventh seed right now in the West. Portland, 7 and 8 right now. They're in, they're in the ninth spot. Um. Again, this is still really early. A lot of this is gonna be a lot of movement with the teams in the standings. Um, stat wise, I believe um, Kevin Durant's the leading scorer yeah. right now. Demar Derozan with Chicago is having a great year. Oh, and you know, good for him. They're already talking about MVP potentially for him. Yeah. Although Zach Levine, I mean, both both Demar Derozan and Zach Levine are top ten in scoring right now, which is. Which is really good for the Bulls. And, yeah, no, exactly. And John Morant's eighth in scoring right now. So John Morant's having a great year um, as well. So I like Jaw a lot. Um, and again, like the comparisons between like should the Pelicans have taken Jaw or Zion? No. no, no nobody I, in the right mind at that point does that. No, the Zion was the clear cut number one, and the Pelicans did not make a mistake by drafting him. I will say that definitively. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, obviously in hindsight. You know, if we could predict the future and know what the future looks like, you know, obviously we would make better decisions. But yeah. the time being... Well, we still have made... Because, look... I think we still would have drafted been, him, to be honest. what, three years? Well, this is the third year, yeah. Now, tw- if if we if we could have looked 20 years into the future, and let's say Zion's a bust, and John Moran becomes, like, a great, then fine. But we've only looked three years. I mean, you're looking at Zion's only played one year versus John. Obviously, yeah, he's had, like, two good seasons. But the one season that Zion has played looked amazing you know yeah. so i'd still take zion if if i if if i could have seen this so far and then i and then i had to take one of the two i still would have taken zion 
because yeah. he still has more potential, I would say, right now than Jaw. Yeah. Now, the day that Jaw gets more potential than Zion, then fine. But. Right. Um, let's quickly switch over to some college football. Um, the playoff rankings come out tonight, I believe. Um, obviously, Georgia is going to be number one again. As they should. Alabama's going to be number two again. Which, why? <laughs> well. <coughs> um, <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the playoffs gonna be interesting. Um, oh, is this the new? Oh, they already released the rank. When did they release the rankings? Did they release the rankings? Is this the AP? No, this. Oh, this is the AP. Yeah, the college rankings come out. Yeah, so I'm looking at the AP right now because the AP comes out on Sunday. Yeah. So the AP right now has the top four teams in the AP right now are Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, and Oregon. Uh-huh. Um, the college football playoff committee has been leaving out Cincinnati in the top four, which is ridiculous. Because I think they'll do it again. And it's the same thing with UCF. Whenever UCF was going undefeated, they were never in the top four either. Um, so who? You know what? Let me let me see this. Who has Cincinnati played? So it'll probably be uh, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State in the top four again. That's let's probably what see, it's going to be. Let's see who Cincinnati has played um, to see if they deserve. I mean, like Cincinnati, I believe they're in the. They're in the same conference as Tulane, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, okay, so let's see. So let's... let's, 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 let's so that conference is not like the Big Ten or okay, the so SEC see. or Pac-12 okay. or anything. But. Let's see. They've played Austin Pay, Yeah. Miami. Yeah. Ohio. Oh, Miami, good. Ohio. Yeah. Oh, other, the U? Murray yeah. State. Yeah. Indiana. Okay. Okay, okay. Indiana's now. fair. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah, that's a big one. Temple. UCF. Mm-hmm. Navy. Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida. They play SMU in East Carolina. So, I mean... They didn't have... They don't have... Uh, compared to... The problem is, like, Georgia, Alabama, and the SEC. They're playing all the big teams. And then you got Ohio State, who's in the Big Ten. Obviously, Ohio State's a power. Oregon's in the Pac-12 playing all those top teams. Like, the, the what conference is that? That's the AAC? Atlantic? Whatever it's called? I, I get American, that. The American Conference. I get that. But, like, at what point do you say, okay, they're undefeated? Even though, like, they're not playing amazing. They have played good teams. They played Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Um. So, at what point do you say, okay, they're undefeated. It doesn't matter what your competition is. This is still difficult to do. Yeah. Like, at what point do you say, okay, we don't need to put them at one. Like, I'm not, I'm not out here clamoring for Cincinnati to be at one. I'm just out here saying, you know, maybe they should be at four. You know, in the in the in the championship rankings, not the AP, because the AP they're at three. Yeah, the, the playoff rankings are gonna be tonight, and they're they're gonna have Cincinnati at five again. I, I think the top four is gonna be the same exact same as it was last week, because I don't think any of those teams lost. No. Alabama had like a bye week basically. They played New Mexico, whatever it was, like a really like. I don't. You know. You know what? I don't get. I don't get why SEC teams, because people talk about all the time, like SEC is like the best division in college football, right? Conference, yeah. whatever. Why? Why is teams like Alabama and and all the other I mean, because LSU does it as well. Why are we always allowed to play these bum like like teams? Because the bum teams are the smaller schools and they get money for losing. I mean, fine. That's like when Nichols was gonna go play LSU before COVID happened. That was just a money game it's for like, us. I mean, I mean, good for them. We're getting like, paid to lose. But like, uh, it always I inflates mean, their their record. I say, I'll say this, though. This late into the season, Getting they should be playing teams. conference games. Yeah. Like, like Georgia, I think, this week is playing whatever CHSO is. Like, they, I've never even heard of this college. Yeah, so they, they should not be getting to play ball. This late in the season, they should not be college. playing these easy teams. They should do that at the beginning of the season. Beginning. That should all be beginning of the season. And then once we start getting to the playoff rankings where the committee's now voting on it and all that, now you're playing, now you're playing conference teams, games. Big team, Big Ten. You're you know, playing Florida, 12, LSU. You know. You're playing Tennessee. Even if it's a crappy team in the conference, you're still, still playing a, your conference. That's, that's, guess that's, what? The worst team in the SEC is probably still better than the best team of the no-name colleges that they've played so but, far. There's some bad teams in the SEC. But, I mean, yeah, but, but, but the still. point is, the point is, is like... Like, this late in the season, I feel like Georgia should not be playing this team. No. Georgia should be playing. Like, I wish they would actually, like, maybe even play out of conference still, but, like, play, like, a good team. Like, let's say like, Georgia like, and Michigan Big play. Ten. Like, Big Ten. Pac-12. Like, let's say, like, let's say, let's say this week Georgia plays Michigan. That'd be a great game for college football. And number two, it, it has implications for the college football playoff because Michigan wins. 
oh, look, Georgia finally lost. Now Michigan maybe is in the top four now. Like, they should have the ranked teams play each other more often. I, you know, like, you have to play your conference, but I also... Know, I, and I know that they can't predict who's going to be the rankings, but you can't tell me at the beginning of the season that you don't know that Ohio State, that Alab- Michigan, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, like, Notre Dame. You can't tell me that you don't know that these, that these teams are going to be ranked. Like, you can't tell me that you didn't know that these teams were going to be ranked. Like, the scheduling could be better, I feel like. That's just me, but... Because it's the usual stuff. I mean, it's... it's Like, I mean, Clemson's having a down year because they lost Trevor and they lost a lot of people to the draft. This is, but this is why I, I It's the usual suspects every year in the, in the playoffs. I enjoy college football way less than I do enjoy professional football because professional football, even though there definitely are teams, the playoffs is more expanded. So there's always a new team, it feels like, every year that's getting into the playoffs. And it's record-wise, too. It's not just like, oh... We're picking. Because just because you beat... Let's say you beat New England. Okay, that, that means... That win means more than... The Saints beating Tennessee or something. Right, so like, even, yeah. So like it, they it's, it's if they just did record, Cincinnati would be number one team. Number right. Two. Well, no, they'd be number two because you have Georgia. Right. But I mean, but I mean, you look at it. You have a ten and team, UTSA at fifteen, right? They're undefeated. Like, could you say that they're better than like Oklahoma, nah. Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ohio? Like, these are all the teams that are above them. Texas A and M is seven and three. They're at sixteen above Houston, who is nine and one. Iowa, who's yeah, beating two. I don't... Mm. Like, like it, UL is 22. They've only lost one game. I don't think Texas A&M should be ranked, to be honest. So it's like... So it's like, you know... Obviously, they're just Look, picking, you know? College football is not the fairest thing. At least in the... No, at least no in the, because... In the in, and then even on top, top of that, that, how is a team like Cincinnati supposed to get five-star recruits? Because you know Alabama's yeah. getting five star recruits every year. You know Georgia's getting five star well, recruits every year. If you're not Alabama, Georgia, or the top SEC teams, or you're not the, the, the top, top Pac-12, Big 10. if you're not the top teams in any of those conferences, you're not getting the. What top do you tell your recruits. team in the, in the beginning of the season? You're, are you going to tell them like like if you're Cincinnati, we're trying to we're going to go for the national championship? This it's year. like it's coach. It's not going to happen. They can win. They can win. They can win. They probably will win the rest. Of it. They'll be undefeated, and, and they what? still won't they're make still the, playoff. the playoffs. So what do you tell your team? We're gonna go undefeated and we're gonna play for a bowl game. Like that's that's tough for a coach to really. I think like if I'm a player, I'm like, and then it's hard to then, get riled up about if, a game. If, you, if you're a high school player, you're looking at right now Cincinnati. You're looking at they're never gonna go to the playoffs, no matter how good they play. So yeah. if I, so if I'm a five star recruit, guess what? I'm looking at Georgia. I'm looking at Oregon. I'm looking at Alabama. Ohio State, Notre Dame, the two Michigans, Michigan and Michigan State. Like, I'm looking at these teams. I'm completely passing over Cincinnati. And this is the problem, too. So, like, all the SEC teams are in the southeastern part of the country. There's a lot, like, all the rising football players coming out of high school are from Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Florida. And then you look at the Pac-12, like, Oregon and all those colleges are at. California, they got all the Californias. Ohio State's got the, like, the Northeast. Yeah. so. So, like, all the major playoff teams that are always in the playoffs they have like even clemson has the the east coast too with because they're in carolina so like they have the east coast and all that they have like it's hard for these teams like cincinnati to get those big because they all want to go play for the alabamas and the georgias and the oregons and the which Ohio i mean State. look if, if which is it, which i mean look if you're a top caliber to, like like if you're a five-star recruit coming out of the out of high school why would you not want to go to a team that's going to give you the most attention right that's going to give you the best chance to get drafted hot you know? And the thing is, it, it, there's no. I don't think there's any way to really make it fair. No, that's the that's the hardest part. It's like, and that's why I enjoy watching the NFL more because guess what? No matter what, you can go to the playoffs if if you play if, good and you have a good record. And you can't do it by well, record because then you'd have these no name people. You know, I think I think it does. I think I've been on board with them expanding the playoffs to eight teams. They need to. I think I, I think that people always argue that like, we might ruin the like, no. Like, it, shut up. You're gonna add more teams. You're gonna have more games. You're gonna it's make gonna more be, money. Yeah. You're gonna be fine. Like, I don't know why you would want to do that. You're making and more I, money. And like, you can say well, it might not be competitive because you know if Alabama has to play Cincinnati, Alabama's gonna destroy the. That doesn't matter. I mean, I, just for them to be in the playoff, I, I mean, think hey, they'll win. And guess what? They can still upset Alabama. I mean, we're saying that yeah, they probably are gonna destroy them. But guess what? It could be an upset. It, you never know. I mean. LSU almost just beat Alabama, and LSU is not really that good of a team just because of, I mean, you lose Joe, you lose half your team to the draft, and it's hard to rebuild after that. That's why LSU kind of sucks right now. Yeah. But, you know, 
But still, they almost beat Alabama. It's like Alabama can be had. And they already lost the game too. So Texas A&M. Yeah, that's the only reason why Texas A&M is probably even still ranked. Yeah, because even though Alabama. they lost three games, it's because they beat Alabama. Yeah, it's like well, they lost. So, they lost all their other games, but they beat Alabama. Let's rank them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically the, that's the rationale. I imagine if they were like one in like nine right now. They're like, hmm, but that one win was against Alabama. Let's rank them. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five. <laughs> but but college football is getting good now because we're getting toward the end of the season. Uh, playoff rankings obviously coming out tonight. Uh, you know, obviously the New Year Bowls and all that stuff is coming up next month, and you know, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be between Georgia and Alabama. I, I mean, it, it's the no way it's gonna way. be. It's it's the way it's gonna be, and, and we're just gonna have to be okay with it. Cause, but I hope they expand. They need to. Expand. Well, Georgia and Alabama, they're gonna play in the SEC championship, right? But here's the thing, though. Okay, if Alabama loses the SEC championship game to Georgia, I'm of the mindset that they should not be in the top four if they lose. Oh, to Georgia. facts, facts. But if Georgia loses. I think they should still be in the top because that would only be one loss, and it's That'd be Alabama. Their own, exactly. That's but if Alabama loses, That's no, two they're out. on the year. They're out. And, to and, me, they're and out. Let, okay, okay, and then Cincinnati say, might be able to get in. Okay, so let's say let's say three to eight, which is Cincinnati, Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Michigan State, Michigan. Let's say that they went out right. Mm-hmm. Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship. Right. I put them under all those teams. Cause they're, cause they're, cause they have two losses. Yeah, yeah. I think if Alabama loses to Georgia, they should be out of the top. But guess what? That's just but, my opinion. But guess what? But what happened? They're not. still gonna be there. They're still, yeah. like, at that point, whenever you lose, they give them the benefit of the doubt every time. You lose a game to Texas A&M, you lose the SEC championship. You're whatever in two, and guess what? You're still gonna be in the playoffs over a team like what Cincinnati, who's undefeated, over probably a team like Notre Dame, Oregon, who's only lost one game. I don't even know who they lost to, but you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's again, it the way they do it is not fair. But how do you make it? Fair? it it's a you tough. Can't, but it's hard but to it's figure just, out. It's so blatantly unfair that it's like, good lord. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um. So that's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Um, I think we'll we'll probably won't have a show next week because next week is Thanksgiving week. I know we still have school for like the three days before Thanksgiving, but I'm just like, eh, let's just let's just have a little mini Thanksgiving. Unless something crazy happens. Nah, even if something crazy happens, I'm I'm, I'm kind of take a week off. Right. I think I think I think we deserve a week off, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna take a week off from doing a show next week. So we'll be back after Thanksgiving, uh, with obviously Saints, Pelicans, Nichols, uh, anything that comes up obviously um but thank you guys so much for for listening and we'll see you after thanksgiving have a good holiday